0: Hi, welcome back to Reselect. This is Dave Gershman, your host, uh, well, I guess co-host. I'm the one talking. So I am your host, Dave Gershman, and uh, my co-hosts are Sarah Wassel and Eric Green. And uh, today on this episode that you've arrived here for, as you probably have already seen in the subject line of of said episode, we'll be talking about Amy Winehouse's Back to Black The classic 2006 album um, that brought her to mega fame and also was kind of the beginning of the end. Poor Amy. Probably don't need to tell you all about the awful things that befell her um, or that she befell herself. Can you do that? Maybe drug, drinking, lousy boyfriend issues. It's a very good documentary, uh, although very depressing, called Amy. I recommend you see that if you're interested in all the sordid details. But we are primarily here to talk about the music and how great this album is. Oh wait, did I just give that away? Uh-oh. Been a big fan of this for a long time. I got it probably about the time it came out. Uh, Sarah uh, is even deeper into the Amy world, uh, having having seen her live at some point. Uh, I don't know what year that was. Eric was more of a um, uh, a newbie, a neophyte. He maybe had heard one of her songs, a couple but he didn't really have any real uh, idea about the rest of the album. We all gave it a thorough listening, and, and that's what we do on this podcast. Even if we know the album already, we we all listen to it very thoroughly, again, to really hear things we might never have picked up on and um, just look for some interesting aspects that we, uh, we may have missed. I do think I just said the same thing twice in different words. Anyway, uh, but that's what we do here we talk listen to music and we talk about it and hope that you find some something of interest in that either a confirmation of your own opinions maybe um something to get upset about an opposing opinion to what you what you hold but you know we uh we get too settled in our ways sometimes and it helps to maybe hear some opposing opinions think about it and then maybe dismiss it but you know maybe you'll think hey you know there's something to that let us know what you think Give us your feedback. Um, You can always email us at uh, dave at reselect.com. And uh, actually, if you're going to leave comments, it would be great if you could do that by going to reselectmusic.com. Go to the episode you want to comment on, and then there should be a comment box available for you to leave those comments. And please leave any suggestions, uh, recommendations, um, requests for albums to listen to cannot promise that we will get to all the requests we may even in fact just say yeah mm, no probably not like if you ask for some swedish death metal don't think we're gonna do that poor eric's tender ears would just melt M- mine wouldn't appreciate it very much either so anyway moving along it's time to get to some amy winehouse back to black please enjoy and come on back next time for more <laughs>
1: All right. We're going to talk about Amy Winehouse. We're going to talk about Back to Black. Personally, one of my top 10 favorite albums.
0: Of all time. Whoa. Of all time.
1: Because for a bunch of reasons, this is very personal taste stuff, but this hits me in a sweet spot of like strong, powerful vocalist and like 60s kind of doo-wop instrumentation. Mm-hmm. I like And that. Just, just fucking perfect production this record is so well yeah. so well recorded and put together and Mark Ronson this is like to me this is one of his shining moments like he re- he produced a record for this LA girl group called The Like which was done in this similar style of like 60s girl band music and i love that record too and i've listened to that band's other records and i'm like nah whatever but that one this whole kind of genre of music that he made i think is just it's so fun to listen to it's like upbeat but it's like heartfelt but it's like heartbreaking and catching Amy Winehouse like right at this moment in her career and Mm -hmm. development because she had already released one record called Frank and she didn't really write all those songs herself and she was more like in that Record being marketed as a jazz vocalist, right? In yes, a soft definitely. listening kind of way, so you know you'd see ads for that record in like interior decorating, Not like a Diana Call like
0: kind of way. Or something yeah, like that. and That's she herself cool. nothing wrong wasn't, with it, but
1: no, but she herself wasn't really into that even, right, right? You know, and then there was just this nexus that happened. She met Mark Ronson. She met a couple other people along the way, and Mark Ronson was Some like people
0: she shouldn't have met. But, <laughs>
1: yeah and Ronson was like, she taught him about, cause she was really into the Shangri-Las, which was like a girl band. And she taught him about them. And then he like picked up on that. And it became this beautiful kind of like symbiotic thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And even the Dap Kings, the band, the backup band that played all the brass and the piano and the backup singing and that toured with her, they were from this group called Dap Tone Records, which was in New York. And those guys that are in that organization, they're all like, yeah, that, that Back to Black record sold like millions of copies, but we wouldn't have released a record that sounds like that. Like, they don't even really like it.
0: You're talking about the... The,
1: the Daptone records. The backing, like, the oh, backup oh, band that that, band. That, yeah. that was a large part of the sound of this so record. So, they, they
0: say that curr- yeah. Like now? Yeah. Hmm. They're hmm.
1: like, we know it was really successful, but they're all like, eh, whatever. That's it's really a very weird. strange thing. Hmm. So, so, like, this record went crazy, and people went nuts over it, but... The people, the way it was made is kind of this special thing in between a lot of other things. It -hmm. wasn't like a group of people being like, we're doing something awesome. We know we're doing something awesome. It just kind of weirdly happened in this moment.
0: It's kind of an organic process.
1: And like for me, why it's in my personal top 10 is because the first time I listened to it, I can remember the stereo I listened to it on because I was staring at it. And I put the CD in and I, you know, I started playing it and I just, I remember each song progressively came on and thinking like, what am I hearing? You know, it's elements of familiar things that were picked Mm -hmm. up and combined Mm -hmm. together, but it just felt so raw and so new that it just like blew my mind. Yeah. And I also had this amazing moment where I was driving, I had this like shitty little Volkswagen Cabriolet convertible that I used to drive and, like, blast music out of because it was the most fun thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I was driving in Washington, D.C. years ago, and I pulled up to a stoplight, and I think I was playing Me and Mr. Jones. And it was before the record got really big in the States, I think, maybe. And some guy, some beautiful man, like, walking by was like, what are you listening to? And I was like, right, this is Amy Winehouse. <laughs> this is the name of the record. And he was like, word? And he went away <laughs> and, like...
0: Probably bought the record.
1: Yeah, yeah, like he wasn't hitting on me. Like he and I were both like, <laughs> this shit is amazing. Hmm. And I, I just think I think the effect of this record is is like that.
2: I wonder if he's telling a similar of the story out there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> There's this
1: a, some girl in a crappy crappy <laughs> convertible. So
0: I, I think it's an amazing record. And uh I I think there are so many familiar elements to it, but they're put together in a a way that makes them very fresh, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. and very modern. But yet the funny thing is they were going for a retro sound and the recording and the kind of, you know, the, the way the instrumentation, it's kind of got that old, it sounds like it's on recorded on old tapes and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, so it's this weird, weird combination of old and new and, but I think what really makes it stand out is her voice. Oh yeah. Which she is just it's so unique, you know, and so uh her phrasings and mm-hmm. her just her she's so comfortable in every song. And it's just like yeah. it's just she's part of it, you know. I mean she's she's really a jazz singer, singing pop songs. I mean her her vocal techniques are completely like jazz singing. Okay. I, I can't think of any other pop singers who can sing the way she is doing there it's it's not scat singing obviously she's singing mm-hmm. lyrics but but it's just that kind of that flow and that that uh, she's like inhabits the, the she songs said she and... one of
1: the people that influenced her singing is listening to Thelonious Monk
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes I, I saw that was a big so influence so it's in her. kind
1: of like it reminds me of Sinatra talking about his voice how he treated his voice as like mm. an instrument he thought of it as an instrument right Right. which seems to be a completely different approach like i'm not singing words like i'm making a sound like like a flute makes a sound like drums right. make mm-hmm. a sound
0: mm-hmm. and i think yeah you can hear her doing that kind of thing and just I filling think, a role yeah. in the song yeah like she and that's the other thing she's got really interesting lyrics too and, <laughs> know, and that's to, what, that's what, what
2: captured me about this album you know i I, was, I listened to it once or twice and i was like yeah this is really good and i, I can't understand what she's saying in some of these she, she's saying so many things and i busted out the lyrics Tears dry on their own.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Oh, my God. Man. Yeah. Was, and the way that she puts her words together, you know, one, capturing the way she's feeling, mm-hmm. and then two, turn it into, like, this really cool song. It just blew me away. And from then on, every time I listened to the album, every song was just... just maybe not every song. I might be exaggerating some there. But a, a large part of them were very cool and and... and I looked forward to listening to the song or this album over and over.
1: Yeah, her lyrics are like blistering. The song sounds sweet and sounds like dewwapi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then she says something in it, you know, like in "Tears Dry on Their Own." My favorite line of that song is when she says, "I played myself again, should have been my own best friend, and not fucked myself in the head with uh, stupid, stupid, stupid men,", men yeah. which is just that, like huh? such a universal feeling, right? Like that we all have of like, oh, why do I rely so much on finding that romantic perfect thing? Mm-hmm. When like I should just love myself and love my friends and that should be enough instead of like going so far out on a limb, which of course that you know we we know about her and, and choosing her yeah. lyrics,
2: she does it over and over and over again yeah. on this album.
1: And and some of the lyrics on Frank, her first record, have that same kind of effect where they're just like you think she's saying something sweet and then she says something that's just like horrible.
3: Oh yeah, which is yeah. like
1: one of the things I love about her too is that she's so raw and natural. Like, she is a jazz singer in a way that she sounds so vocally kind of skillful. But she also sounds like what she is, which is a trashy Mm. girl from London, you know, who like... She she yeah, doesn't she, 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 she doesn't it. filter herself, Played you know. Cool and like, like got wasted.
0: If she does filter herself in her lyrics, I, I can only imagine the ones she tossed. Out, you know,
2: so. <laughs> well, addicted. There was I, I read oh. a couple of lines. Is, oh, yeah. where she's talking about the pot does more than any dick did.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Is that where yeah? she also says he kept his dick wet and you know, yeah. yeah, with his yeah. same
1: old safe bet yeah. when yep. she's singing about a dude going yeah. back to his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, he left no time to regret. He kept his dick wet yeah. with his same old safe bet. Ugh. Wow, fucking scathing. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, some dude is like,
0: <gasps> uh, "Ooh, that was me." I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are lyrics like that where she comes across really like you know scathing and strong and everything. But then there are also lyrics where she just sounds so insecure. And, yeah. Uh, when, when I when I saw the the movie Amy. Did you watch it, Eric? No, I didn't. I know you've seen it. Mm. Very, very good movie. But uh it's very sad uh because she in her music, she she's such a a potent force of force of nature, you know, whatever. And but in her life, she was so her insecurities and well her the drugs amplified everything. But she was she she had very I don't know if weak is the right word, but she just she couldn't Stay away from this this well, that Well that's awful in person. her lyrics and, too. Right. It is. I know. It comes across like that. But I think sometimes she she doesn't like write it knowingly all the time. I think sometimes her lyrics are expressing that insecurity in a way she maybe isn't even aware she's expressing it. But mm. and it's just hard to hear it sometimes. And I'm not criticizing her for that. I just think it's knowing her <laughs> the ultimate story of what happened to her, it's just sad that she just could not be more Confident in herself, and and mm-hmm. she's just an amazing talent. And well, and I have to say, even songs, you know, like Rehab, which I think that was the one that made her. Yeah, a, and I, a, I every time charts. I
1: listen to the record, I kind of wish that's not what the record opened with yeah. because it it is that, yeah. so like it's a great song. Yeah, right. but it's also like, uh,
0: and it's the one that made her it famous. It yeah. was it was the first big hit from yeah. the record, and it's gimmicky and it's also being rebellious, but in a way that is kind of stupid because she died from this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm.
1: Well, and the part where she says, you know, if my daddy thinks I'm fine, that's legit. Like her dad was like, yeah. no, you don't need to go to rehab. That
0: was an actual, right. That's an actual <sighs> thing, yeah. as they say in the movie. And, and it's, it's well, just so sad. To I, th- This song is hard for me to listen to because yeah. it's...
1: Yeah. It is hard, except for I learned something so damn catchy. really, really oh. important from this song. She name drops... Donny Hathaway, mm-hmm. who's yeah. a soul singer. Yeah. And I went out and bought one of his records oh, deliberately amazing, yeah. from hearing this. And it's so fucking good. It was recorded at Howard University down the street from where I used to oh, yeah. live in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's like, up. it's oh, it's one of my favorite, favorite records.
2: Yeah, I looked it up also. I he's thought a, it was a, a bottle of liquor, but... Uh. Well, no. I,
0: <laughs> my my parents were big Roberta Flack fans. And <laughs> Roberta yeah. Flack and Donny Hathaway did a couple of uh, albums together that were really, really good. And he was oh, these quite are like, an amazing singer. You know, the, yeah. He died very young too. He was shot, I believe. Hmm. I could be wrong. I think that's what it was, but another tragic life, but yeah. another, Everything
1: is Everything. That's the one I have recorded uh, in right, nineteen seventy. Yes. Whew, that record. Man. Nice. It's it's real good. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Another
2: of the appeals of her, her music to me was not every song sounds the same. There's a lot of variety oh, yeah. in her mm-hmm.
3: stuff. And there's yeah.
2: like a reggae sounding song and, yep. and certainly the what Motown sort of sounds?
0: Mm. Well, I, as I was listening really closely to look, I was looking for for the influences in each song, and each each one has a very clear underlying. I mean, I, mean, I think they're all blends of influences, but the, yeah. each song seems to have like a defining root that she was drawing from. She and Ronson, I, I'm yeah. not sure who mm-hmm. was responsible more for the for each particular song, but. Like there was uh, at least two of them. They were like uh, Stevie Wonder-based songs. Mm. Um, Which ones do you think? Uh, Tears dry on the Roan, actually mm. is very Stevie Wonder. Like it's very much like uh, if you really love me. I'll play a little bit of it mm. here. Like his his early his mid his late '60s hits before he got into the more confessional kind of stuff. Or She zooms into this chorus That's definitely a Stevie Wonder Transition (laughs) Yeah
4: that is a lot of Stevie
0: Catchy song. I love it. It's such a good definitely song. one of my favorites. Well, this is yeah. the one
1: that has the um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough sample in yes, it.
0: Yes, that too, right. Right in the uh,
1: background, yeah. you can
0: hear it. You yeah. know, you you mentioned that, yeah. and I, I knew in right somewhere there. that there was something that I was hearing that I recognized. This, this
4: next line just goes way up. again. So
0: killer. She, oh, she has this great way, great way of slurring her lines yeah. and just in the best way. Yeah, yeah how in does, the
1: best she, way. How does she do that? Man. she <laughs> writes these sentences and just like
2: plain old sentences, and she yeah. sings these damn things, and they sound great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite song on this record, though. Me and Mister Jones. That's a great song. That just I love, kills me.
0: My favorite thing is the the opening line. What oh, kind of fuckery yeah. is this? What <laughs> kind
1: of fuckery is this? The best word in the year. I
0: laugh every time then, I hear that. And it's then just followed
1: like, by you made me miss the yeah. Slick Rick gig. And then the the backup <laughs> song, the backup lyrics are oh Slick Rick. Yeah, 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 I know. And <laughs> then there's even like there's a later part where the backup vocals go. Dick to me, like those I are your backup vocals. I know the the backup singers brilliant. must have loved this stuff. I think it, I think it's her actually doing the backup vocals really? in a lot of it. Not all of it. A Sound. lot of it's the Dab Kings. When like I saw her in Chicago with them on stage with her, and it was the best because they did the whole like soul R and B doo-wop vibe where they like got three dudes behind mics dancing in oh, unison man. as they're singing along great. with her music. They're, they're so was, good. They're
0: the same ones who were with Sharon Jones, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well, and that's a really interesting thing. So Sharon Jones is a singer who she tried for years and years to like make it big. And during that, like got told a lot of times, oh, you're not what we're looking for. Like you're too fat. Your skin's too dark. Like you Can't Make It, she was like a prison guard for a while, and then she hooked up with the Dap Kings and the Dap Tones Records, mm. and she made like four or five records with them. She's, unfortunately, we've lost her. Yeah, she died she last year, two cancer. years ago. Yeah. She toured still. She like went through therapy and then toured, and then, mm. God, it's such a shame. Yeah. Her records are great, mm. though. It's this style. you, you Sharon know, Jones. Sharon Jones yeah. and the Dap Kings, yeah. I'd, I never got to see her live. A bunch of my friends went in DC and they said that her shows were just like a sweaty mess and everybody was having a really good <laughs> time.
2: Oh, on the you saw Amy Winehouse. <sighs> yeah. golly. It
1: was pretty amazing.
2: These songs and chills. Let's, chills let's
0: play you. a little bit Me and Mr. Jones. Yes. <laughs> stage in a satin dress mm-hmm. like the yeah. backup singer singing <laughs> about slick rap. yeah yeah i know that's the funny thing
1: so you know who mr jones's meant who people uh, think mr jones is
0: I, I read I read
1: huh? The, like the rapper now oh yeah was she involved with no yeah. but apparently a bunch of lyrics are supposedly supposedly referring to him I think, I think like one of the, the power of her vocals is that she, she kind of goes back and forth between almost like a little bit whiny, which is to me when it seems the most natural to her is like this trashy, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean trashy in a bad way. I just mean trashy. The girl is just like, she's fucking drunk and she's having a good time. And, and then her voice will get so deep and full, Mm -hmm. which then sounds like this like real woman, this real person Mm -hmm. who's like going through a thing, but incredible trick.
0: Well, as we were listening to that, I was thinking too that I think one of the things that's so great about this music is it's, uh, and I'm talking about the music here more than her singing, mm. but uh, is that it's like that old style of, well, various old styles that we're not used to hearing in such good fidelity, you know, it's like. Right. Yeah,
1: you know, good point. yeah, Right, well, because that that's the interesting thing, I think, that makes it feel contemporary, yeah. even though it's very old styles, yeah. because yeah. it's produced so fucking well. Yeah. You know, like, I've had friends that'll listen to Sharon Jones or listen to this and be like, oh, it's just that style of music, and then they're done with it. And I'm like, yeah, but if you go back and listen <laughs> to those records, they yeah. don't sound this good. Yeah. Because this is, like, really skillful people making this style of music.
2: Right. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a nice and shiny version of, of what they were doing back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But natural, too. I mean, it doesn't sound yeah, synthesized not a, not in any way. It's in a cheap way. Yeah. Right, right. Like which would be just very easy to do. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, it, it happens a lot, I think. And... In in her wake, there were a lot of uh attempts to recreate yeah. this kind of thing and not, yeah. not all of them were successful. Some were it, you know.
1: it's one of those things that it sounds like I, I often think the most successful and the best things in the world are the things that look and seem the most simple, mm-hmm. right? Like that mm-hmm. you look at yeah. it and you're like, Oh, it's like Apple, right? Like, oh, you just make everything white and it looks good. That's not that's not what's happening. <laughs> it's the same with her, like we can listen to it and be like, It's just these things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. somehow, like you said, you can't just do those things and recreate it.
0: There were a couple other artists who uh, influenced by her. Everything she did, I think Adele obviously mm-hmm. owes a lot to mm-hmm. Amy Winehouse. Yeah, and I think she's great too. But yeah, I love uh, Adele. Her, yeah, her singing is fantastic. But she's like Amy without the slurring and the yeah. and the yeah and uh, <laughs> she's like a without slightly cleaned razor. up version of yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, there's also another one. I, I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, Duffy.: Yeah, I love Duffy. I love, yeah, I love her I, rock fairy record.: That is an amazing. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you like that. Yeah. I love that record. And, yeah, it's um, great. Uh, what's the one on the street name? Um, it's oh, like uh, the something street:
1: It's such a, It's her voice is amazing. I got into that record because um, uh, there's a movie called "An Education.":
0: Yes, she uh, did she do the soundtrack. She was that, she,
1: one of her songs one was of her songs was okay. Warwick Avenue
0: Warwick Avenue. Um, Warwick Avenue is such a great song. Yeah. I, I love it. Have you ever seen the video for that? You should uh, check I it out. I don't think I have. It's just her sitting in a car and she's she as she describes it, it was just the way she was feeling. She just starts crying and she, and, and like the whole song it's it's just on her face the hmm. whole time. Her driving in a car, staring out the window, singing this song. Yeah. And every now and then she'll just stop singing. She'll stop lip syncing. The singing will keep going.
1: Oh. oh. it's like she's driving in the car singing along to the She's radio. in the back seat. She's like oh, in the nice. yeah.
0: And she's like got tears right near her face, and like she just can't. She gets all choked up, and she can't. You, you got to watch it. Yeah. It's it's really powerful. But it's a great so, movie too. An education. Yes, set. I set in London. Lot, yeah. I
1: think in the nineteen sixties. About like a young girl, she falls for an older guy, and it's just kind of what yeah. happens with her and her parents and this guy and her school. And
0: it's a very good movie.
1: Mm, mm. Very stylish. A lot of great music. Kind of fits in well. <laughs>
0: fits yeah, with this whole yeah. Thing, it yeah. fits in with this vibe. The time too. The the time frame. <clears throat> I also, you mentioned the Shangri-Las earlier, and I, mm. I hear a lot of them in uh, in the, the title song, Back to Black. Mm. The beginning of that song the sounds... piano. Yeah. Well, it sounds in yeah. the bass drum. Yeah. It sounds a bit like the Shangri-Las hit, Remember, Walking in the Sand. Mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> there's the introduction to I Hear a Symphony by the Supremes is almost, mm. I wouldn't say identical, it's slightly different notes, but mm-hmm. it's a very similar feeling, and, you know, yeah, I
2: want to hear with uh, that in mind now. Yeah
0: I love this song too, yeah. I mean, there's some hate songs on here I love so It it's does like... have
1: the only lyric on the record that I don't understand And uh, bothers me every time I hear it Which I'll bring it up after Okay
3: Savagery. Uh, Savagery. Yeah.
1: <laughs> walking to this music, oh, yeah. right? It's just a, like a march. Yeah.
2: It flows so well. It's, yeah.
1: So the yeah. the there's like a lyric in there that's like, it's not enough that you love blow and I love Poe. Yes. What mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. fuck is that? Referencing poetry and cocaine in like two um, lines, boom, boom. She says
0: puff, I believe. Yeah, it's, I think she said
2: puff.
1: No, yeah. I don't think no, so. Yeah, she's
0: talking about marijuana. She's, I don't it think is. it is. No, I, I looked it up. That,
1: really? Yeah. I always thought she was talking about Edgar Allan Poe.
0: No, oh,
1: she, uh, I wish I didn't know that uh, now. Uh, Damn it, but Dave. But you, you love you blow ruined and it I part. love puff. Okay, right. so um... The, the lyric in that song that I don't understand, she says, this one part, she says, life is like a pie, and I'm a tiny penny rolling up the walls inside. I I cannot make I any sense that line. of that. Tiny penny rolling Yeah. Up.
0: Could be a British thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: your, I'm not trying to say I'm an expert. Um, I've read a lot of books that are written by <laughs> British authors. And I know a lot of weird Britishisms and yeah, that is yeah, not what no. I've ever come across. Um while
0: well, you're looking are you looking something up, I'm gonna play I Hear a Symphony. Just uh, wanna, Oh yeah, please. Here's the beginning. Uh, I'm just gonna play the beginning. You've given me a uh, The rest of it's not the same, but there there's definitely
3: is this a phrase? yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's a fantastic song. You're this song. I, I grew like when I was two or three years old, my mom said I used to dance to the song. Oh, no. oh I'm <laughs> sure you were adorable. I'm sure I was.
1: <laughs> you should have danced to that. That's a great song. It is. It does puff. I love puff. Damn it. Yeah. And life is like oh no, and life is like a pipe. Uh, what? That's even worse. And I'm a tiny penny rolling up the walls inside? It's like it's gotta be like a drug reference, I don't understand.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
1: This is really annoying. All right. I'll, I'll I'll examine that. <laughs> okay. I'll get I'll get back to you guys on that one. Good. It's really frustrating. I want to talk about just friends. Oh, because, that's the next song I want to talk mm, about too. Good, because I have a good friend that I have two really good friends that we used to listen to music together a lot. We got into Bowie and Spoon and White Stripes and The Strokes together all at the same time when like The Strokes' first record came out and all that stuff. And uh, one of them. Hates this record because he was just like she's just this drunk girl and he was done.
0: Wow. Sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: he just was like not into the hype because okay. that's a that's an issue too. Yeah. like there yeah. was so much hype around oh, her and her she was partying. easy to dislike. I, I mean, well, she... I think she was ripped to shreds yeah. by the public. Oh yeah, yeah. By the paparazzi. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, so he was just like done with her for that. But then my other friend was just thought that the song "Just Friends." He was like, "That's the weakest song on the record. I just don't even know why it's even on there." Hmm. What did you like about it?
2: Oh, what first caught me is I, I'm really fond of reggae music. Mm. And it has kind of a reggae
1: mm-hmm. thing going on with it. Oh, it it's a rock there, steady yeah.
0: beat. Yeah.
1: A, I was going to say that. Oh, beat you Don't to it. Take my thing Don't. away from me because I really wanted to talk about the difference between ska and rock steady and reggae yeah. because this and is there, a there, big difference. And there's some great
2: horns in there also yeah. that, that come out.
1: Well, and also that's, like, that's so there steady. was a thing that happened in England in the 70s called Second Wave Ska, which was like the specials and bands like that. English which beat, kind of yeah. yeah english beat and it was like post reggae but this was like rock steady style stuff and yeah. i think it's yeah. such a good song
0: yeah well the song starts out really weak for me the mm. the, the initially it just sounds like the sappy kinda, sure, kind of sure yeah but that then like it once soft. the beat kicks in yeah it's, it's much better uh i have to admit it's not yeah. my favorite it's probably my least favorite yeah. song in the record but
3: I really
2: like the line The guilt will kill you If she don't first
3: Yeah <laughs> Like yeah. like
0: this sounds like Oh god This horrible True, yeah. Pseudo yeah. jazz Smooth in. jazz Ugh. That's a genre I cannot stand yeah. Smooth jazz smooth jazz That's fair yeah, Even here right? it's like,
1: yeah. No yeah No I get you But then yeah. the beat right. kicks in And then you're they like oh, up, Here I, I
2: am. am And everybody's Bopping their head over yeah. here now Yeah <laughs>
1: I love her too man. I think it's the best.
4: Not in the morning where your shit was. It's always dangerous where everybody's sleeping.
2: And I can think. I really like where she admits that she can won't love him like. Somebody else will, but, you know, we can still mess around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's
1: got that, like, self-deprecation in that she beats herself up a lot.
0: She, she was such a fragile person in real life. I mean, it's it's impossible for that not to come through somewhat in the songs, I think. Just, you should really watch that movie. It's, I will. I be prepared recommend. to be very sad, though, about her. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. Yeah>. It's <laughs> it just... Feels so, so bad for her crying. all the time. Yeah, so much crying. Yeah,
1: um, "Love is a Losing Game" is an amazing oh, song. Yes, I love how the lyrics work in that song. That the first uh, verse of it is where she repeats "Love is a Losing Game" over and over again five story fire as it came. Mm. Love is a losing game. And that's that whole first. And then she, I think she does a course and she goes back to the second verse and then she's like played out by the band. Love is a losing hand. And then that's the line that gets repeated in the second verse. So The mm. first verse is love is a losing game. Then love is a losing hand. And then the last verse, though I'm rather blind, love is a fate resigned. And then that's the repeated Yeah, in that one. And the final it's a nice friend, structure Love yeah. is a losing game. Yeah, that song has yeah. such a pretty, pretty structure to yeah. it. Yeah, really enjoyable to like listen to and sing with when you. And
0: said, so the melody is so nice too. Mm-hmm. Let's play a little. Sure. Yeah. So this one, I I thought it sounded a bit like Dionne Warwick to yeah. oh, yeah. A little Bert Backerak Dionne Warwick. Sure. Yeah. A sadder version of what yeah. he would usually do. But. Picture a lot
4: of shimmery gold lamé yeah. kind yeah. of happening. Yeah.
0: The song moved a little too slow for me. Yeah. I couldn't get into it too much. I think the melody overcomes, for me, the melody overcomes that. It's got a nice string accompaniment in the background.
1: it's always existed this song yeah yeah you
0: know she sings this one she sings kind of more straight yeah than a lot of her other yeah. songs she's not doing like her slurring thing so much right. and she's uh, yeah. very classically yeah. you know 60s soul ballad kind of
1: high school dance
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful song i think yeah uh, my favorite the prince song, covered
1: it a bunch apparently which has to be the highest compliment well, ever. Yes, if I, Prince oh, yeah. is like, <laughs> Prince yourself, who yeah. writes everybody else's songs and right. is like the greatest guitarist ever is like, <laughs> oh, damn, I got to cover that.
0: Yep. I think my favorite song on the album is mm. You Know I'm No Good, mm. which I also happen I to do. got
2: two stars next to
0: that song. <laughs> <laughs> two is good, not two out of five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just making sure. One, one is
2: outstanding. Okay, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> oh, wait, um, what? I
1: don't understand your <laughs>
0: If they don't get A stars, they're just really they're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. I love the song too, because um, she says Roger Moore in it. And yes. the time yeah. she does it. I want. Uh, that kills me though, because that makes me think of how good she would have been doing a Bond theme oh. song. Oh, she would have been. Right. Why, why didn't uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. I know. We should yeah. have we should have an episode sometime where we talk about all the music things that don't exist that we wish <laughs> did. Like how I wish that Elvis were still alive and right now making his incredibly like um like,
0: is Johnny Cash come back? Yeah, is that? Where he's like grizzled
1: and old, yeah. and really understands his own yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like can tell these amazing stories, but it's really funny and surprising, but still hot but right. old.
0: Oh, and, and he has all that hindsight <laughs> of the, the wisdom of his. It really his, kills me. Uh, I know. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, <laughs> I actually later so th- date this song I wrote uh, when when she died. In July of 2011, I wrote a, an in-memoriam post on my blog, mm. and this was the song I used to mm. go along with that. It's sad sad stuff about her. But mm. um, uh, So my paragraph about the song itself. It would be easy to remember Amy Winehouse is just a junkie who sang, taking mm. her head single Rehab at face value, but she de- deserves much better than that. However unappealing her public image had become, anyone who could write a song as good as You Know I'm No Good and sing it as well as she did, like a modern-day Billie Holiday was a true talent. The song grooves along like a classic blues-slash-motown hybrid with a hip-hop beat. The production by Mark Ronson evokes everything great about 60s R&B. Winehouse sang with a depth that can only spring from a well of inner beauty that drugs can't extinguish even as they mask it. Whatever we may have witnessed in the media about the mess that was her life, it's worth remembering that somewhere inside was the same person who was able to create songs like this and sing them with such beautiful sadness. Sadly, she was never able to pull it all together enough to record a follow-up to Back to Black, and that's our loss as much as hers. So.
1: Just this whole, like, idea, and I, I feel like it's, um, there was some kind of, like, thing that happened with her with the with the media that was of the time, and I think that was a shame. That was part of yeah. what was such a big problem with with it that it seems like she really was hounded in some kind of weird oh, It was situation.
0: horrible. They, they were so cruel to her. I mean, yeah. it was...
2: So the media was like enjoying themselves. In this
0: yeah, yeah. There was something. they made a spectacle like, of her. It was like, uh, like this horrible pornography of was, her drug yeah. addiction. It was just, it's like they they just. I,
1: yeah, it was, and it's just there's some. It's so horrific because it's so obvious that she's just a, a human person with weaknesses yeah. and problems, and she's just trying to walk from her front steps to a car. And, and it's they were there all the time. Just hundreds like, of cameras just they flashing to see what she would do in next her was, face. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I mean, it's it was like a contest yeah. to see who could publish the most hmm. the most insulting photograph of her.
2: You guys uh, made reference to somebody in her life that wasn't necessarily a very no, good person. she had this
1: Blake. dude who she married, and he just, like, I, I mean, I don't, you know, we don't know him, but he really seemed...
0: He was a complete addict also, and he kept dragging her... Back into it, and every time she yeah. showed any chance of,
1: they were together, yeah. and then he dumped her. Right, and then it should have been the best thing that happened to her. Got back. crazy, famous, and he showed up again. Hmm. And then, just from what her friends seemed to say, and from what it looked like, that he was just like in there for the ride. Now she's there. She's got all the money. She's got all the fame, and she was crazy about him. So he could just take advantage of that. And when she was trying to get clean, like he would bring her. Heroin. Uh, he
0: he he was he was trying to destroy her as much as, or he just wanted to have somebody along with him yeah, to yeah. There's um, it's accompany him on his self destruction. You know.
1: Yeah. I I mean I think that's a thing that happens. Two people can get together and and amplify the worst traits in each right. other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just very tragic. So. Yeah. I, yeah. Just think about you know what could have happened if she'd gotten cleaned up and.
1: Well, and also yeah. seemed like her parents didn't really understand.
0: Right. Her dad was really strange, wasn't he? It was like, they, I don't, they...
1: I, my impression was just from, like, from what I understand of the situation, they just didn't really understand how to how to cope with her. It seemed like she had some pretty serious chemical imbalance issues in her. And this doesn't mean that her parents were terrible people, but right. they mm-hmm. just maybe did not cope or recognize or deal with any of that. Yeah. And so it seems like she didn't get any of the support that she needed.
0: The alarm bells did not go off for them. Sadly. At least they should have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to play uh, You Know I'm No Good because it's oh such yeah. a good That's song. we were. And this one has such a modern beat to it, but still manages to feel this old retro. Mm-hmm.
4: Kind of. in the
0: bar and I love the melody, it's just Everything about it, I think, is. <laughs> great a song as that is it's also extremely sad because i i think it's really her tearing herself down in a way that i think she believed i don't think she was just hmm. being like oh i'm no good for you or something i think she like just probably wrote it during one of those times when she was she she thought she was worthless you know and the lyrics don't really are not very uplifting really so but the music is fantastic and it's her singing is great did you like the sax in that one Yeah, yeah. See, I like, I like, I I love sex like that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like in pop songs, like I... It
1: was more rhythmic.
0: Yeah, right. And like little bursts of it to like, yeah, I love that. Instead of like... such a deep sound. Sweaty torso, torso
1: (laughs) (laughs) mainframe. Well, I think, (laughs) I think like, you know, that worthlessness goes hand in hand a lot with addiction. Yeah. That's like the sad, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shame associated for people When they grapple with addiction Mm -hmm. and worthlessness, you know, because it's just like this horrific cycle that keeps happening. Where you know you shouldn't be doing it because you know it's bad for you, and you know that you're not making a choice. That it's like a thing that's compelling you to do it beyond your choice. That's really
0: yeah, that's exactly I think what it is. Like her own shame for that. And but the, the 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 really heartbreaking part about this is that while she's saying she's no good for those reasons. She's making this amazing music, you know, and like completely showing why she is so worthwhile, you know, like what, what makes her such a mm. unique and great person. And somehow it just, I don't know if she saw the contradictions there, you know, just, hmm. just makes it all the more sad, I think. But, you
1: know. Yeah. She's singing about her own worthlessness, but she's giving us a gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. hmm
0: There were a couple of other. Uh, there was also a Curtis Mayfield in The Impressions' uh, influence song. He can only hold her, mm-hmm. which is definitely um, mm-hmm. like early uh, oh, late so many '60s good Impressions. In that song. Yeah,
1: the lights are on, but no one's home.
0: the The, the music is a lot like. Uh, there's a hint of People Get Ready. Mm-hmm. You know Curtis yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a bit of that in there, and.
1: This great Dap Kings like background singing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also love the horns in this jazz.
4: He can only hold for so long. The lights are on, but no one's home.
2: You can love her vocals.
1: what I hear is happening is there's like a couple she's observing. It's like maybe a dude with money and a hot woman. And like, he's trying to just kind of suppress her personality and just kind of keep her into him in a way mm-hmm. like what's inside her never dies. You know, he tries to pacify her. Right. It's just this thing that's not working. And and, and
0: all he can do is the best thing you can hope for is to actually hold her mm-hmm. in play, like hold her with him and not, Physically necessarily, yeah. but you know, hold it. and but you can never really capture her yeah. her heart. Her, yeah. There was one song on here, uh, uh, Wake Up Alone actually reminded me a little bit of Oh Darling by the Beatles. Mm. There was a, mm. There's a there's a bit of the just the guitar in there. It's actually I, I I think it sounded like the Flamingos, the very famous Flamingo song called Oh my god. How famous is it if
2: you're <laughs> Flight of the Flamingos. Uh, yeah, this
0: is my no my, my brain's not working at the moment.
2: Yeah, that song breaks my heart when I listen to it. Which one? I wake up alone. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Oh, I only have eyes for you. That's the song. Um, oh yeah, we all know that song. Right, Come on. Right. It's
1: um, a great song. Yeah. It has it was in to Lady and the trip.
0: It was in Lady and the Tramp.
1: Uh-huh. I <laughs> think so. Wait, no, 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 wait. No, I, I don't yeah. think so.
0: It's it's one of my favorite songs uh, from the uh, early '60s. And... One of the most beautiful songs ever. I think. Oh because yeah, it's good.
1: Yes.
0: That... Oh, nice.
1: Fuji sample it too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's in my top ten. That's a great one. Yeah. the score.
0: Yeah. Let this go just till we get to the chorus, sorry.
1: Think, I think one could make the most amazing playlist based on this record on back to back. Hmm. Yeah. like, of like it, Influences, yeah, originals, if, yes, yes, yeah. Definitely. It would just be it would just be killer.
0: So I, I I heard that and I heard it blended a bit with Oh Darling by the Beatles mm. when I when I listened to this song. See that, that guitar right there why
1: mm-hmm. the... oh, there's nothing I like better than the piano it's just the same note pounded <laughs> over and over again it just gets me Right, That's the... it's okay
4: I stay up
0: clean the a turn in the melody mm-hmm.
4: which is coming up after this verse Run around.
0: That last part she sings when and he wakes up alone. It that that's that's the it has the same melodic range as the, the only I only have eyes for you right there in mm. particular. And but the whole thing just kind of has that mystical kind of just amazing. It just kind of off. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. nice. Good song.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a whole good record. Yeah,
0: it's a great record.
1: She's she was a gift. Mm. She was a gift we had for a little while. Yeah. Not long enough. No. Thanks, Amy. Wherever you are. Thanks, girl.